Hello, this is Speedball Mike Bailey from Impact Wrestling. You're listening to Wrestle In. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Puro Vision podcast here at Wrestling. Uh, as it's last, uh, as the same as last month, um, it's me, Ben, and Kay. So first, uh, we've got Ben. He is a Kenta super fan. That's what we've found out over the past few months. Uh, ben, how are you? All right. I mean, you say you found this out over the past few months. I've known this for years, but I won't hold it against you. <laughs> and an uh, important reminder to buy Kenta's book. Yes. Have you read it? Is it good? I definitely have also bought Kenta's book. I'm, I'm not <laughs> plugging a book I haven't bought, I promise. <laughs> um, and as well with us, it's our resident Dragon Gate connoisseur, Kay. How are you? Uh, doing slightly better and not having watched enough wrestling. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> I mean, that's wrong. I, I watched enough wrestling, I just didn't watch enough wrestling that isn't all Shun Skywalker matches. <laughs> yeah, well, as you say, Shun Skywalker, we can get the plugs in early. Uh, you were on Noob Japan, weren't you, Kay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I introduced him because he's coming over um, fairly soon uh, in, in October. And uh, so I figured. I'd do an introductory podcast episode uh, on you know the in the new Japan format um, to sort of help people like understand uh, who this guy is, uh, what his history is, and whether they might want to check out his matches. Yeah, I definitely recommend. I listened to it last night. It's, um, fantastic because it's well, I don't know anything about Sean Skywalker beforehand, so. It's a nice introduction to him. Um, if you're interested in getting into Shun Skywalker and Jan Gezel. Um So it's there's a lot happened in the last month. It's been tournament season, well and truly in mm. over in Japan. Um, so we'll start with the biggest tournament. Um, it seems like the smartest place to start. So we'll start with the G1. Um, it's been a fantastic G1. What do we think? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, quite the word. <laughs> I think choices were definitely made. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in terms of choices, we made our predictions and the last month's episode. Uh, you can find that um, in the archives of wrestling. And Kay, you predicted Naito would win. Uh, and me and Ben yeah, were I... at... Yeah, I think because it's... Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's remarkable that there was actually less matches in this G1 given the structure than there has been in the usual uh, two <laughs> blocks of ten. But it just didn't feel like it. I know it feels like there's about fifty more matches. Um, uh, there's just lots of skippable yeah. ones. That was my main takeaway. Just I know ne- I didn't watch a full show once during the G1. Yeah, I think same. I did, but I would have just had it on. So. Uh, chances yeah. are I probably would have had like Noah or something on at the same time so I didn't have to watch <laughs> Chase Owens yeah. and such. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think like the, the most enjoyable thing about it for me were like backstage Kenta and backstage ZSJ. And S- in general just... I like that. I, I wish it was just, like the entire G1 just backstage segment. <laughs> 
that if you're suggesting we have an entire G1 of just Kenta promoting his book, I would be very yes. much on board with that. <laughs> It'd probably yes. be more entertaining. Um, I just, I, I just thought because they obviously changed the structure this year, having the four blocks of seven, and um, I think you you could give them a pat on the back and say they tried something different, but it they didn't did. work. Um, yeah, one of the problems with New Japan is they often play it safe and do a lot of the same thing so credit where credit's due they have tried at least tried it, it's yeah. a thought that counts yeah not all, not, not all it's, ideas it's are good, good ideas that counts, but yeah. yeah i think for me yeah i think that but the structure it just um it took away lots of the drama and suspense you get in a g1 and that just with the accumulation of points you just you didn't know what points people were on because there'd be one match from each block per night, so you'd it was so slow to find out where people were in the block, and you'd, no one wants to watch a Yujiro Takahashi match, so you'd skip that anyway. So you just wouldn't know where anybody was in the block, and it just it all just got a bit lost. And the drama only came on the final night, where you knew what needed to happen for certain people to go through, but you didn't get that throughout the whole tournament like you would usually. Yeah. Quite a Juvo on that last night they managed to break my heart taking away Zack Sabre Jr.'s yeah. pass to the semis. I mean, I, I'd predicted that Naito would get through, but I wasn't expecting it to be like a two-minute flash win against Zack Sabre Jr., which was quite interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd predicted Naito to go through, and then I found myself but not yeah. wanting <laughs> to. Because what the problem is, they did that... Um, you know, he might not make it story, he gets some early losses and then makes a comeback. But the yeah. problem is, he's done that in a block with, like, four other wrestlers I'd love to see get to the semi-finals. So if you're, if you're making it look like he's out of contention, I was just like, well, this is great. It just means <laughs> Zach or Kenta has a chance to go through. And then, obviously, on the last day, it all came crashing down for me. And I've not been the same since. <laughs> Support Zach, Zach and his efforts to uh, turn Naito into a meat dress. I am very much looking forward to seeing Naito get skinned and worn as a suit, yes. <laughs> the, I think the, the highlight of the G1 was that post-match promo from ZSJ after he lost to Naito. <laughs> yeah, and you throw in the tantrum as well yeah. in, like, in the arena, bell, that was like, fantastic. Bell onwards, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think out of all for the G1, it's been it's only been one or two matches that have got traction outside of the core New Japan bubble. Um, and we'll yeah. start with the obvious one being the final, uh, Kazuchika Okada defeating uh, Will Osprey. Um, I mean, it was a fantastic match. Um, I've seen lots Ooh. of um, you get these are the it's the big star rating match of the tournament. This one, um, and I think it's the crowd was a big part of it because they just. They give up on the rules. It was. It's like it was in Osaka because they just gave up with the rules and thought we're just going to cheer because um, they loved it so much and it was um, such a fast pace and quite a dramatic match. I thought with um, even though I was like ninety nine point nine percent sure that Osprey was going to lose, it still yeah. had you biting on the near falls and invested edge of your seat sort of stuff all the way through and it was paced um, quite smartly. I thought. Yeah, um, that was a very good match. Uh, I was very impressed by Will Ospreay. He's 
you know, I can be a bit hit or miss with him sometimes, but like that final in particular, he's like, he's properly clicked with me again. And I thought that was actually some of his best stuff I've seen. And there was real depth to it, especially with the bit where um, he hit the high fly flow and the stars mm. clash and then went for the one wing angel, trying all those moves to put a carder away before, not relying instead on actually his own move, which could do the job, but he doesn't really have the faith in himself or the move to get that done. So he's trying all these other things he knows works because he's so desperate to win. I just I thought that was a really nice touch and a good bit of depth that I think people don't realise Osprey can bring to the table. Yeah, I'm personally like not a super big fan of him, which uh, unfortunately impacted my enjoyment. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, in in terms of story, it is interesting because um, right the way with the the doing the the moves from the previous generations, right? That's what Kenny did in his uh, win over over Goto. Um, and he like he did um, he did the the moves of the previous Bullet Club leaders, but then he finished uh, with his own move, right? And 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 uh, Ibushi's, of course, uh, he did as well. Um, and uh, like that's that's what what uh, Billy couldn't do in this match, uh, and that's what cost him the match, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think the idea they were going for it was that he was using moves of people that had beaten El Carda. It was like he could he didn't think he could beat him his own so he had to use the moves of the people that have him. and i think that's quite an interesting like wrinkle of the story between the two of them um, yeah like it's got it's got me rooting for will Ospreay. yeah like, yeah, yeah. happened yeah well, i couldn't believe i was like this is quite good this one will Ospreay. <laughs> um i mean obviously as it's undeniable that his matches with people like shingo and zsj are some of the best matches oh um, yeah Sure. I've always had a disconnect with his character, and then this match, I think, was the first time I've ever been connected um, to his character work and his like storyline work. Um, it was rather good uh, in terms of a G1 final. Yeah, they they can be happy with that. That's that's one of their wins. <laughs> Job well done. Um, yeah, so you could it peaked at the right time. Um, Obviously, the semi-final as well, that was um, well-received. Okada against uh, Tetsuya Naito. Um, it was Osprey versus Osprey Naito. against us. Yes, of course. Okada was against Tabitha. I think I was hoping uh. that it, the final was Okada Naito, I was making sure. Uh. Um, yeah, not Okada Tamatanga. Uh. That I wasn't a fan of that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Naito targeted Osprey's net very nicely in this match, I thought. Um, but my only issue was Osprey's inconsistent selling was my note and a sort of a bugbear with Will Ospreay in some of his matches it's sort of he sells for a bit and then stops and then starts again um, but apart from that I think it was another match almost on the level of um, the final itself Lofty praise it was it was close um, I don't know if I'd say it was almost on the level just because I don't know that final really really did it for me but it was very good and they're both a bit mental so it was nice to see them be mental, you know? Yeah, so it was... Um, oh, do you think, is, are there any other matches in the actual blocks that, you were, um, that you'd pick out? Obviously, the semi-final and the final were the focus point um, for most people outside. But um, what did you think about the blocks of what you've seen? Any pick-outs? Uh, not to go for the obvious option, but Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi was... Mm-hmm. 
one of my favorites for sure. I mean, obviously, those guys are what you could call wrestling soulmates, so to speak. Of just every time they get in the ring together, it's just perfect and just brilliance after brilliance after brilliance. So that really lived up to it. And plus Shingo won, which made me happy. Yes, definitely. Well, like, I thought that was the point where I thought, well, Shingo's might win this block because of like tiebreaker sort of situations. Yeah, they were going to do that um, seven-way tie thing, weren't they? Well, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> and then they just, just ruined it at the last second. Yeah, well, I, I've actually got it written down because we know we did predictions for this tournament and I said that Yujiro Takahashi would win more matches than he deserved. He must have won about 50 matches in this G1. He just seemed to keep winning and he was top of the block for most of the time. Um, so that was my... Yeah, for not believing in big huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the world's best wrestlers. He really is, isn't he? Sarkozy. Right. Sar- 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I mean, he lost the shingles, right. so that's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cloud. Uh, I mean, character-wise, I, I always enjoy uh, just uh, Kenta and DSJ confrontations. They both like they both have that same sort of petty vibe to them. Uh, I always like yes. to see across each other. Um, so I, I did have fun with their match. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that match coming up, I believe I dubbed it as the shithouse rematch of the year. Perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, a little bit of a segue. Speaking of shithouse, I was going to say Tom Lawler was fantastic in this gym. Oh, yes. Um, his, I mean, his, his technical matches... Um, and his match against Takada were very good. And then you look at his his comedy stuff with um, ZSJ and the undercard tags and that match with Yano mm-hmm. with the Sister Axe DVD <laughs> stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. really brilliant. MVP, Tom yeah, like he... <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, the Japanese fans I follow also seem to really like him, so that's definitely a success on his fight, mm. on his uh, side, I think. He's got great music as well, hasn't he? His entrance theme's wonderful. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his little shorts as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a when, little, he, that's, when he took them we'll, off. We'll, we'll cut that bit out. Big fan of his little shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Let him speak the truth. <laughs> Am I wrong? Are those shorts not the best thing? They are, they are good, to be fair. <laughs> Is it the little shorts or the little shorts on top of the little shorts? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Beautiful touch. <laughs> Kay, did you uh, have any other any other people from the G one on matches you want to pick out? Again, I'm I'm usually like a I'm I'm a storytelling person, and the storytelling of the G one was centered around a wrestler. I'm not super into <laughs> that was uh, uh, that was like not 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 very you know prevalent uh, in my things I was invested in wrestling wise. But, uh, there was a there was a lot was of some... <clears throat> sorry go on. like there were uh, some some fun moments uh, regarding Kenta's ongoing uh, romance with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I really like those um, like just the dramatic moments of him like uh, dipping the stick and trying to kiss it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> that was. Uh, yeah, Kenta, Kenta was also my MVP. He was he was just there to to have fun and and uh, romance sticks and sell his book, and uh, I I really respect that. Proper worker, isn't he? Selling his book during the G one. 
Yes. The man doesn't rest. He knows he knows the importance of getting that money for his book. Yes. <laughs> that that we've all read and it's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One of the finest pieces of literature of our time. <laughs> um, so it's it's firmly tournament season, as I was saying, um, and I think every promotion under the sun had a tournament this month. Um, and yeah, I, I counted um, on one of the days. I think it was the weekend of the final of the G1. Mm-hmm. There was about five tournaments I was following <laughs> at once. <laughs> well... It's even harder for you because you watch like Tokyo Joshi Pro and Stardom as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, they've both got they both had stuff on as well, so yeah. <laughs> there's so much going on. Um, so the next one on the docket is um, Old Japan's Royal Road Tournament, um, and you followed it along with this, Ben. I watched it. I watched it all in two days. These past two days, I've watched the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and it's. I mean, I don't think there was a match that went over twenty minutes. It was all like short and sweet matches, and this is. Uh, this is my thing with all Japan. It's just so easy to watch. The matches aren't the best in the world, but they're short enough that they're just enjoyable little matches to throw on and you can watch. Yes, absolutely. I mean, looking at it, uh, <laughs> the, Jake, uh, the Jake Lee final went just two minutes over 20, but mm-hmm. I think you can get away with that in a final, sort yeah. of what you expect. Whereas the rest is the longest match was Jake Lee versus Num- no, uh, Nomura versus Yuma, I think, yeah. which... I think that was about 15, uh, wasn't it? Uh, 16.55, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, oh, do you see this is cage match? Maybe that's now all on cage match. Like this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm on Wikipedia, so I can see the bracket. Ah, oh, good idea. That's easier than all the matches, but... Um, yeah, it's very, very good. I really liked it, actually. Um, I've take the opportunity where I can to sing the praises of All Japan. It's been, watching that's been one of the highlights of my year, really. So this is just another part of that, because I just, I loved it. It was great. You know, didn't, nothing earth shattering, but very good nonetheless. Yeah, I think it's sort of, they, they fill the void of that um, easy to watch promotion. I feel that that's what uh, All Japan is and very good at, being at that level, and I think the Champions Carnival, they always do that. It's always short matches that are just very entertaining and easy to watch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah. obviously, Kento is has to be one of the most easy-to-watch wrestlers yeah. in the world right now, I think. <laughs> He's just fantastic. Yeah, he was... Um, it seemed obvious that he was going to win the tournament, given that they've got the big... Um, and the big Budokan show coming up, and it's him against Suwama is the match that can really sell that. Um, and I, yeah. I didn't. There was no other match that could. So I think it was always going to be Miyahara, but the obvious choice isn't always the wrong choice, and it's definitely, it was definitely the right move for this tournament. Yeah, I mean the second, the moment Suwama beat Jake Lee for that belt, I was like, okay, it's Kento Suwama at Budokan, which you know makes sense given that the times since. They've not been working with Budokan. Those two have been the ones that have carried the promotion. So, you know, it's it is the right main event. I think as much as I would have loved to see Jake Lee in there, mm. bless my little heart. But you know, I can I can live with this. Yeah, well, Jake Lee's got that match against Joe Doran, hasn't he? So I think that she's still yes. got a nice big spot for that one. 
Yeah, I'm I'm still getting my fix of quality Jake Lee. Yeah, I mean, I think he he had a he had a good showing in this tournament. Um, he, he did. Um, I think if it wasn't for Nomura's COVID, I he might not have made the final. But you know, other than that, he had a good time. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, well, they it's Jake Lee as well, but I I always pick out um, Takuya Nomura. He's just fantastic, and he had a couple of really great matches in this tournament. Um, yes, against Ayoagi in the first round, and then Jake Lee in the second, and particularly in the second one, he did some great work on the arm of Jake Lee in the hand. Um, sort of carried through the match, and that was. I mean, I think he's fantastic. He deserves to be in a lot higher spot than he is. Um, in a, in a bigger promotion, because I know he does. Um, he's big Japan. He does a lot of working at the minute, so it's. I think he deserves to be elevated. Very good. Yeah, I mean, um, Takuya Nomura has probably been one of the best All Japan wrestlers this year while not actually being an All Japan wrestler. So <laughs> I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he was in the Champions Carnival, wasn't he? Unless I've read that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was one of the highlights of it, really. Yeah. In almost every match was quality and. I think a lot of All Japan fans who weren't familiar with him, as I wasn't familiar either, I don't watch much Big Japan, and, mm. um, you know, turned heads. A lot of, got a lot of people's attention, I think. Yeah, he's, he's firmly on the um, on the way up in All Japan, and hopefully he can rise up towards the um, the big main event scene with the Triple Crown as well. Um, I'd be up for that. But speaking of um, big men in this tournament, I mean, Cyrus, he's definitely the... He was su- <laughs> he was surprisingly all right. I mean, I, yes, I quite. It's sort of like the wrestling you you watch and you you think, oh, I've not. This isn't. Shouldn't enjoy it. But that those two matches him <laughs> against first round against uh, Shuji Shikawa and then against Miyahara in the second. I thought they're just and it's just entertaining wrestling. I think just he's perfect for the role that he was putting for this tournament. Yes. That's- Especially that one against Miyahara, actually, I really like because mm. Kento being Kento is one of the biggest joys in the world. I don't know if you saw, but after that, um, after their first round matches, uh, they put out a little video of Cyrus just bursting into Kento's dressing room, just shouting that he's <laughs> going to destroy him in the next round. And Kento just stands there absolutely bemused, and it's just the best thing. <laughs> Well, I, I, I just, because well, now when you see people, he's like, that got announced, and I think, oh, this this could be bad. And then, because uh, I, I heard that he'd be Ishikawa, and I thought, because uh, I really like Ishikawa. <laughs> and then I watched it and thought, no, I'm all right with this, actually. This is quite good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's freestyle wrestling, but entertaining. And the, the crowd went mental for that Miyahara um, Cyrus match. They would. If they really did, <laughs> yeah, it's that typical like ace versus monster sort of match, and they seem to lap it up. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they did that sort of dynamic perfectly. Really, mm. um, Cyrus felt like a monster. Kento felt like the ace trying to survive, and then obviously he did, and it was all very entertaining the whole journey. So, yeah, very very good match. Right? I liked it. I liked it, especially with the crowd just going mad for everything. Yeah. Happened, <laughs> which I did not expect at all. Cyrus is the uh, the king of the COVID era reactions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
Well, there's, as there's another tournament that has been going on is uh, the N1 victory, and that's a similarly, I think it's been an easy-to-watch tournament. Um, and I've picked out quite a few matches for this I quite liked. And top of the list of my matches of the tournament is Kenel versus Hideki Suzuki. If either of you have um, seen that one. That was very good. I was weighing up what my match of the tournament was. Um, I picked a different one, mm. but that was the other one I was considering because... It was very, it was quite funny watching it because um, my mate predicted in like the first five minutes that it was going to a draw, <laughs> <laughs> and then just the longer it went on, it's like oh yeah, we're doing the draw. This is going to a draw. Yeah, Suzuki doesn't like losing, does he? So I think he made he was always he was always going to go for a draw. It was always a good option, I think. But they worked it very well, and um, it never lost its drama, um, and it built especially in the end with um, the submissions. Looking up to the end, and Keno, I think, was my note. He just looked like a warrior in this match against sort of the the bigger man that he was just trying to chop down. And um, I think they told that story really well. Um, and it had a nice building up of tension throughout the match, with the first 10 15 minutes being very slow and tentative. And Suzuki looked a bit nervous against Keno, not oh, really. Sorry, that's the classic Suzuki style of yeah, yeah, starting the match off with your slow grappling and then. Yeah, and they just Eventually exploded. Yeah. yeah, with Keno's kicks, and then um, Suzuki was replying with chops and elbows, and it just exploded from there about halfway through. Um, no, I thought this was fantastic, actually. Match of the tournament for me. Um, so you said you had a different match of the tournament, Ben. Um, yes. Uh, this, this may come as a shock to people, given they are my two favourite wrestlers in pro wrestling, Noah. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but Keno and Goshiyazaki was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was brilliant I, the strike exchanges between them obviously with um, Go's chops and Keno's kicks was just fantastic I love the back and forth between them and one way uh, Keno really brought some fire through that I mean shout out to Keno since Cyberfight at least he's been definitely the MVP yeah. of Noah and so, and I think this has just continued it. It was just a Keno masterclass with Shizaki doing all the good Shizaki stuff, and it just worked perfectly for me. I think it was shorter than Suzuki and didn't have as slow of a start, so I think that's possibly why I like that a bit more as well, because I like a bit of a punchier start sometimes, because I, I can get lost in slow starts, especially with grappling, but that, but yeah, it. That start particularly drew me in, and I never lost interest for a second. Yeah, this it, it, that was actually it's my second ma- my second favorite. So we're very similar on that. Um, Great minds. That's it. <laughs> it well, because I think the, this one it was Keno went after the chopping hand of Shuzaki. Shuzaki went after Keno's <laughs> legs, and think, that sort of things. That's I love that sort of thing. Boys. Yeah, it's just it's smart and it looks very good, and it's convincing and sort of just ticks all the boxes you could want and they just beat the hell out of each other as well so it was a fantastic little match that one I, I think the, the tournament in general really benefited from a certain person getting busted for stealing protein <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely I think I think Noah always benefited from that. I think we're doing a disservice to Jack Morris because he's definitely the the star of the N1 victory this year. 
It's really funny because like several of uh, several of my friends in in the UK like right uh, just watch uh, have been watching him as just like a local wrestler who they know <laughs> and now he's suddenly just randomly in Noah. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a bunch of them were losing their minds. It's really uh, really interesting and like for 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 most other people it was just this moment of like who the fuck is this guy? But like if you if you know him as like a local wrestler, that must have been quite the moment. <laughs> Yeah, because well, I looked him up on Cage Match when he got announced, and he just I think he wrestles like um, in the northwest in England and up in Scotland. He's he's not mm-hmm. been in sort of like the big ones in the UK, it's Rev Pro and Progress, and he's not wrestled for either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort mm-hmm. of like it was this Scottish fella that looks like a Poundland Drew McIntyre. Um, <laughs> but he was he's at, surprisingly he's pretty decent. He's solid, isn't he? So um, I was going to say you you laugh, but he has been one of my highlights of the tournament actually. Really? I I can't believe the sentence, but he had me wanting him to beat Nakajima. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> like that match was very good, but he had me for a second. And I was like, you know what? Go on, lad. Yeah. Go on, beat him. Yeah. <laughs> we will get do it for Britain. So. I mean, that's the thing. Like having him beat Kaito in the first match was yeah. was a choice. Bold. <laughs> I like. I don't think you needed that because first of all, I'm not big on, especially when you've got numerous tournaments running this might not make it story, but you don't need it for Kaito as well, especially after he's just beaten Muto. I see what they're doing with it, with him kind of bringing in more of Muto's moves to win his matches, so showing he kind of needed that to take him to that next level. But also, you know, he's got a lot of momentum. Maybe ride that a bit more, but also because Morris has already had that that big win over a notable person, but now he's further into the tournament, and I'm actually I'm wanting him to beat Nakajima for some reason. You know, it's like, he's already had that big win, where oh, wow. I'd maybe leave that for later, when he's kind of we've actually had a chance to warm up to him. That's what I would have done, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, a, it was, it was a definitely a, a way of introducing him, and I think it worked, because it made him sort of legitimised him off the bat which was going to be the struggle with someone like that that's no one's that he's not well known even within British wrestling which is obviously where he came from um, and I, I, I wouldn't have done it because it's Kaito Kimia but I think having him get a win on the first night it, I think I don't think it's done a bad thing that being said I've not watched any of his matches since but there's <laughs> lots of wrestling on and he's not someone I'm invested in so Oh, that's that's just your loss for not being on the Morris train like me. I, I'm I'm on the Masakitami Steam train instead. That's 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 a nice train to be on. Is it possible to be on two trains at once? Because um... I'd like to go on that train as well. Because he has been very very good. Good train, unsurprisingly. Yeah, good train. Yeah, it's it's not a northern train. But these these arrive on time. These trains. That's a very that's a joke I mean, for northern people of the UK. So it's got, I've, I've really niched the audience down for that joke. But uh, all the trains I ever get across country to uni, so like yeah. I don't know any of these local train jokes. <laughs> I, I never get local trains. Um, yeah, so Kitmere has been. I mean, I love Kitmere, and he's. I, I accidentally got on the. Oh, they're actually going to give Kitmere uh, some wins, and he's, he might actually do really well in this tournament. Oh. Then he's he lost a couple of matches since, but he had some great matches with Funaki and um, especially Kaito Kiyomiya. Um 
and he's working on the legs a lot in this tournament and um, to set up the prison lock, which is the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think he's been really good, good value, and hopefully he's beat Funaki. Hopefully he gets a um, national championship shot after the tournament, and United. he can win that. Hopefully, hopefully. he wins it. Yeah, because he's the sort of person that that yes. took that that title should be geared towards, sort of the younger people coming through. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's currently on that young guy coming through, Funaki. Yeah, the young starlet, uh, Masata, uh, <laughs> Masakatsu Funaki. Something is also like really um, funny about the, the tournament is just that that they they kept making Machi lose. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> like that that ended up becoming like almost like a a, a gag. It felt like a gag by the end of it. Just that, like they have right. He's he's a he's a champion in Dragon Gate right now. He's he's one of the trio's champions, and they just and they just they just keep jumping him out to everyone. He got a, oh he got he what he beat somebody. He got a win in the end. Um, I can't remember who it was, but he beat somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Masato Tanaka. Yeah. That's bad. I watched that match. Yeah. I, I've watched. I've watched all his matches. I couldn't tell you which one he won, but he won one of them. <laughs> um, it's interesting. They need somebody to finish bottom of the block, don't they? And at least they're making a story out of it. But Anthony Green's <laughs> right there, can't well, he? Well, yeah. Finish. I did think block. that, but stash yeah. powers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if Mochi grew a yeah, mustache, he might actually win some. Yeah, he needs a mustache. It's just a really, really funny moment of like um, interpromotion dissonance, mm. right? If I was Dragon Gate, if signed off on that, we'd have been a trio's champion. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I w- did that. Like you, br- like you, br- you bring in um, Yuji Nagata to all Japan and just have him lose all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish they did. He did I mean, not need to get through the semi-finals. I've got to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was like no it was like okay we'll let we'll let you take the titles off of Paris but in return yeah. we're jumping out what she's okay. I mean in my opinion getting titles off Peros is worth it so he can <laughs> have as many losses as he wants to make sure Nosawa doesn't have any gold at all. <laughs> I'd give it a few weeks and they'll have some at back, won't they? So they're always, <laughs> always there. Like a bad penny, last pair. So always coming back. I think uh, <laughs> next up must be Peros for Never Six Man, maybe. Uh, AEW trios, obviously. It has oh. to be. AEW <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peros coming in the last round and then win yeah. the whole thing. Um, so we mentioned Dragon Gate a bit there, and this is where I get to take a back seat because I, I've I, I, I'd not seen Dragon Gate and I thought I couldn't find time. I, I'd tried last night and I'd all I'd all wrestled out with watching uh, All Japan. Um, so I'm handing over to Kay to kick us off here with Dragon Gate. Um, it was the Kobe Festival on the 30th and 31st of July, and there were some great matches on here. Yeah, it was like oh. As as always, it was the the fantastic decision to put a big event over two days, which never results in superfluous <laughs> matches being put on the card. But um, I'm actually because um, when I'm talking, um, 
about it, I uh, obviously know the background a bit more and I'm actually a bit more interested uh, in the, the opinion uh, of someone who hasn't seen it. Like, obviously, I, I think we should mostly talk about, like, the, the important matches. Um, I mean, I, I, I could be uh, talking here about how everyone needs to watch the opening match on the 30th because Jason was on commentary uh, and obviously he is the greatest wrestler who ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we should probably talk about the title matches, right? We we talked about Paris just now. Um, what did you think uh, about uh, Paris versus uh, M3K? Paris lost, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> that, that is my fault. Paris lo lose, it's good. And that, that left his uh, mark that match, didn't it? Ben? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it, uh, was one of those matches, right? They're, they're mostly trying to, to push uh, Machizuki Jr. right now. And they, they did protect uh, Paris quite uh, thoroughly, uh, as weird as that is, right? They, the, the, the fun gimmick of the match was um, that uh, the general manager of Dragon Gate was so fed up with Paris's bullshit uh, that he made uh, a member of the, of the opposing faction the referee. And... Um, he was obviously very unbiased uh, and didn't hit Paris members uh, with box lids. Um, uh, they they were they were protected in the sense, right? It was a it was a count out victory, um, and they uh, M3K as usual like got their the big moment for Mochizuki Junior. Uh, he got like a big he cried over winning his his first title, being the first uh, the, the the quickest to to win a title after his debut. It was a it was a sweet emotional moment, but uh, the match itself, aside from the the shenanigans with the referee, uh, wasn't super memorable. Is Moshikushi um, is is he is he kid? Yeah, Machizuki Junior is his his child. They they had a rookie in Dragon Gate right here. He was wrestling under a different name, and it was like a like a big shock reveal. <laughs> he was secretly uh, Machizuki's son all along. <laughs> uh, and now he, they, Machizuki has like put together an uh, an old his old uh, faction from like er, early Toriyomon days uh, for the purpose of of pushing his son. He's even announced as uh, as over eager sports dad now in Dragon Gate. <laughs> but did uh, I mean I I uh, I'd actually like I'd talk about the Twin Gate last just because that was obvi uh, obviously the best match on both days. Um, but how did you like the um, the Brave Gate, uh, Daya versus Hyo? Um, I think like a lot of Hyo's appeal is in uh, is kind of restricted to knowing um, how he works. So I'm I'm kind of curious what you you thought about it, uh, not knowing about him as much. A lot of my focus wasn't on Hyo. It was it was on mm -hmm. that um, on Dragon Daya, who is yeah, rapidly yeah. becoming. One of my favorites. I'd say he's probably top two, at least. I can't decide whether I prefer yeah, him incredible. or KZ, but just I, <laughs> I like I like Dragon. I was I was seeing him with a skateboard. He's such a pretty smiley yeah. man. I uh, <laughs> I don't know how I missed the result of this, but for some reason I was just under the impression he won. And <laughs> 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 oh no, I'm sorry for breaking the news. <laughs> so, so when I watched that, I was just like, oh, oh, he didn't. Oh no. Oh, no. I'm sad now. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think um, the. 
um, the 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 story uh, of that match was like very much themed around Hyo, who was right. Uh, he's in the class of twenty eighteen, yeah, twenty sixteen, um, which is like the, the super decorated class, right? Um, all three of his uh, other classmates have won the the Dream Gate, right? Um, and he's always been like the smallest guy, the weakest guy in the group, um, and ha has mostly been been right aiming for the Brave Gate, which is the more junior heavyweight uh, kind of thing. Uh, uh, but he, he's wanted that ever since his debut, uh, and he called back to that uh, in this match uh, with right with the, the bandana uh, that he wore in his early days. Uh, and it was, even though he's a heel and he cheated <laughs> <laughs> constantly, uh, it was really like a, a sort of sweet emotional moment for him at the end. I think sort of the, the main appeal of Yo matches, right, is you never know, like, he could win at any moment or lose at any moment. Uh, he's sort of a sudden death wrestler, and that's the tension that you, you never know when the match could just suddenly end. Uh, that's the main appeal of it, I think, and that's something that doesn't transfer well if you, if you don't know uh, the, the MO of his matches very well. Yeah, I mean, that all sounds quite nice, so I'm, I'm going to forgive him for now. <laughs> Next, yeah, time, next um, time I watch Dragon Gate, I won't scowl at him and hurl abuse. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I uh, obviously left Dyer as well, right? That was, uh, that was also, of course, part of the story, right? That uh, Theo had SBK out there, and uh, Dyer only has one faction mate, uh, so <laughs> he didn't have anyone else to, uh, to support him. <laughs> So, so that was part of the problem, like that led uh, into into a story that they've now where they sort of try to find some, not faction mates, but more friends uh, who can who can watch their backs. But speaking of his faction mate, um, the main event, uh, Yuki Yoshioka versus Kai. Uh, what did you think of that? And that, but you know, Jason sort of got rid of him by by tricking him into into thinking he would accept him, uh, and then. Uh, just in the moment where he thought he'd won, uh, drop, drop kicking him in the head. But uh, And then after that, Shun sort of rebounded onto Jackie, uh, who's Jason's uh, new best friend. So that was uh, a very interesting coincidence. <laughs> and uh, sort of started going after him. And not stalking it to that same extent, but like being generally very, very creepy towards him. Uh, always cutting his hair. <laughs> um, and uh, that sort of gave a really nice background to this to this match, right? Because um, Shun had been fucking tormenting these two <laughs> for just the entire time, uh, and every time they had like a match against him um, on their own, they they uh, they lost. Often pretty pretty horribly. Like some of these matches are just brutal to watch. <laughs> Um, but like then they got uh, on on one show they they completely unexpectedly um, by working together just got a pinfall over him um, and that was that's what led up to this match. Uh, I mean Diamante didn't actually accept it, right? <laughs> so that's that's something I find funny. Um, it's just Shun accepted it for him because and I quote, "If you want me that much, you can try for the Twin Gate." <laughs> Um, so that, <laughs> I feel really bad for the Amante in all of this. <laughs> um, 
I, I really like that. So this this match, um, Shindy had a lot less of his psychological work in it. Um, I mean, there was some of it, right? When when he uh, pushed his his face into into Jackie's uh, when he was on the floor, and uh, later with Jason when he hit him with a chair and then like hugged him. Um, but you could really see uh, like still the, the trace of the sort of toxic affection and right with with Jason's sort of cleverness and experience um, and Jackie's just pure heart and and energy are they by working together uh, defeated sort of the monster that they could never beat on their own I, I really like that sort of story second night um, I think well like didn't have anything as good as that match no. yeah that was probably one of the best matches I've seen this year I think yeah, I, I was I was but... debating am I willing to give it that much credit, but I think it deserves it. Actually, it was obviously like there's a level to it that I obviously don't have, but even without that, it was just just from bell to bell, just fantastic. I should probably not uh, spend as much time on the remaining matches. I'd say for the for the second night, like did anything stick out? Uh... To you, um, sp specifically in the in the title matches on that. Uh, the triangle gate match was quite fun. <laughs> I I liked the brave gate match as well. Actually, they were quite nice. Again, by the time the dream gate yeah. rolled around, I was a bit out of yeah. it. But yeah, um, yeah, over I think a week a day to the first one. But yeah. that's fair. That's if what happens when you have two days. One of them's going to be weaker. Yeah. I think the 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 brave guy really was uh, really cute, um, but also very tense, right? Because uh, there was always speculation that um, SBK might get uh, thrown out of zebrats in in the last couple of months, always. Um, so there was constantly like this this tension, this match. These two are best friends, but they might turn on each other, and uh, then they just did that little joke at the end uh, <laughs> and uh, and parted on good terms. Uh, I really like that. You could really sort of feel the the fact that these two are very close but also it's zebrats and you never know you know um they could go from having fun with each other to uh beating the shit out of, yeah, out of each other suddenly uh on the drop of a coin and of course the the, the trios uh, the, the triangle gate was also just very fun just on account of, of KZ being in there, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, I mean, <laughs> the highlight was the fact that he was there, but yeah. <laughs> it was a fun match, to be fair. Yeah, it put KZ in anything and it just instantly becomes better. <laughs> even, with, even with my limited Dragon Gate knowledge, I still know that that is very correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the, the main sort of... Um, the main was very good wrestling with, but it sort of suffered from the fact that, um, unfortunately, I mean, Yoshioka hasn't built up his face character that well yet. And Minora, while I think it's a good idea to her turn him heel, unfortunately has currently still negative charisma. So it's just not, not as compelling as he should be, so that it suffered a bit from that, I think. But hopefully he'll get better in the future, and I don't want to be taking up our time much longer. We should probably get to DDT. Uh. I think it definitely sounds like the Twin Gate matches they want to pick out from the weekend. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah so it's... I mean, I think the end of this is um, shows becoming two days to sell extra tickets, because it really runs things over and drags yeah. things out. Yeah, I, 
I can't really be asked with that. But <laughs> on the topic of cards that could stretch things out a well, bit. Yeah, so we've got... Um, <laughs> Here's a big deal. Yeah, our last uh, topic of the month is DDT's uh, biggest show of the year, uh, Wrestle Peter Pan. It was at um, Rio Goku? No, not Rio Goku. What's the other one called? Uh, Oto Oto Ward. Ward. There you are. Um, it, it was, uh, well, first note on the crowd, they were allowed to cheer. And they went for it, especially towards the end. Um, always a good touch when they do. And they were given streamers, yeah, nice. you know, because that used to be the thing where they'd always throw streamers into the ring. Um, that mm, came back for this um, this show, and I, I didn't know in advance. And um, I wrote a review of this show when it happened, so I was up six o'clock UK time in the morning to watch this. It's six o'clock with my eyes about halfway open. It was uh, oh, no. Yuzuki Okada stood in the ring, and this absolute shower of streamers fell on his head. And I thought, and I was just like, "What's going on here?" Is, and then I realised, oh, it's the streamers <laughs> are back, and they, but they were covered in the covered the ring for ev- nearly every entrance of the night as well. So they were the crowd were in good form. Um, but as Ben said, a very long-winded and um, slightly painful undercard. But um, we'll just talk about the big matches. And of course, the first one, um, to work high up the card, is the mixed tag team match with Junakiyama teaming with Saki Akai to take on Chris Brooks and Asuka. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. I really enjoyed this one. Um Akiyama and Oscar, that uh, that isn't sort of a combination you expect to be really good, or that it's not a dream yeah. combination in your head, but when you see it, it was fantastic. I was, I was going to say, not a dream combination necessarily that you'd think of, but a combination that you'd see and go, that's going to be good. Mm. That that happened for me. I mean, obviously, Junakiyama is Junakiyama. He is yeah. obviously fantastic. We all know that. Um, but there's a very serious, there's a good case for like pound for pound, Asuka could be one of, if not the best wrestler in the world, really. Yeah, so, absolutely. Seeing those two in a match together, and you've got Chris Brooks and Saki Akai as well, yeah. who are very good. I love them both. This was actually the one I was probably most excited for, and also walked away happy with yeah, you... the most. Yeah. I think this was my favourite match of the night, to be honest. Yeah, you couldn't go wrong. So, it was just brilliant, and I, I want to see more Asuka and Akiyama, actually. Those two working together was just so fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely just this, this perfect combination of uh, the, the serious uh, veteran guy, right, and the, and the cocky younger talent. Uh, in Just amazing. <laughs> she, she also, right, she calls him Jin-kun, and, uh, and she hit on him uh, on Twitter, and he was like, what the fuck, you're old enough to be my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Young enough to be my kid. But, uh, those two are really fun. Yeah, there was... You got a lot. It's ambition, and it was, it was a very fun match, this one, though. I really enjoyed it. You got a lot, uh, Asuka, and also... June's kind of at that point where he's such a big name and obviously a ve- he can be a very intense, serious person when he wants to be. So with that dynamic, he then becomes really funny and entertaining <laughs> when suddenly you get someone who maybe is a bit more playful around him and watching him react to that is very entertaining. But he's very yeah, good at nose-telling, makes- which I always like. Yeah. 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 Enough. Yeah, that was what makes 
what makes Akiyama so good in DDT specifically, right? The the contrast. Mm. Yeah, he fits. So he's he's the odd one out in some senses, but that makes him more entertaining in DDT. Uh, but I think I've committed the cardinal sin of Puro because I enjoyed a Joey Janela match. This is uh, it was the hardcore match. It was him against um, Katsumata. Um, it was just a bit mental. This they were um, Lego and thumbtacks and barbed wire and tables and bikes and big jumps off the crowd and the weird a, a bit of a weird handcuff spot. They just seem to want to handcuff each other, which is a bit odd. But um, it's quite, it was crazy. Let's say that again. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just a bit mental, but it was quite fun. Like yeah. three and a half star fun. It was, it was it entertaining so much. Yeah, I think the the main appeal of any Shunma match is uh, you see him ba- make bad decisions. And you see him suffer and then try to sort of do his best with the shit situations he gets himself into. And I think there there was quite a bit of that in this match. Yeah, this was, um, it wasn't GCW Joe Janela. It was, because uh, I think that's, he's quite self-indulgent when he's interested in GCW. This, he, had his, he had his working boots on uh, and then he took them off to walk through some thumbtacks. But um, it was, <laughs> yeah, it's entertaining stuff, this and. I, I want to say light-hearted, but I don't know if I can call a match with barbed wire and from tax and ladders light-hearted, but it's just fun. You had Lego, though. did. Lego's light-hearted. Yeah, so the redeeming quality. And a bike, didn't he? He rode a bike into yeah. Katamata. Who doesn't love a good bike? <laughs> <laughs> Called the dramatic dream mobile. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I couldn't remember the name. In, in the review I wrote, I called it the magical bike. <laughs> I put DDT's magic bike because I'm like that because it seemed to come out every so often because he just trottled off and after like five minutes in the map he just walked off and like, where the bloody has he gone here what's he like has he gone to get like a bat or something and then he came back on the bike it was just fantastic <laughs> um, so yeah then the next match so that was for the hardcore title and um, the next match was for the universal title um Akanashi defending against uh, UNO and UNO went over. We had a title change here and the crowd absolutely loved it. They were, uh, I ignited was the um, the phrase they used for the crowd because they went mental for this one. And it was frantic and it was all right. I, I preferred the hardcore match and the tag match if I'm honest, but it, it was perfectly fine as a title match. Foyer was good, I quite liked it. Um... I don't know if I liked it more than the hardcore match. Uh, the hardcore match was obviously pretty crazy and fun, but you know, it did have Joe Janela in it, mm-hmm. who won. So that's that's points lost for me, even though it was fun. But, so you know, <laughs> credit where credit's due was good, but yeah. I had my issues. But I did find this one quite fun. I like both people involved; they're very good. Shout out to Choco Pro Legend Master Takanashi, and I did I liked the way he kept trying to set up that uh, sunset flip powerbomb thing yeah. and that that really felt like if if you can hit that that's you know that's probably game over and obviously yuki managed to survive and get through and win yeah 
Yeah, but the, the thing about the Takatonic was definitely the main story of the match. And of course, right, it was a bit limited just by uh, what Takanashi can do uh, at this point in, in terms of just physicality. Uh, but I did like it was like a very solid, also sort of uh, veteran of DDT versus like future of DDT match uh, in, in terms of its basic theming. Uh, I liked it, obviously, right? The, the crowd uh, loves the Sonic Club and they really love Uena, so that was also. He's actually called Ueno, and I keep saying Ueno because I speak to too many English people. It's horrible. Is it not Ueno? It's called uh, Ueno. Ueno. Ueno Yuki. All right. Ueno. I'm I'm off with names. <laughs> but because uh, you know, I think it's yeah. my accent because you, you try to say it as it's meant to be, and then you then you just it comes out wrong, and you just oh, yeah. Ueno. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll get there. It's a lot of. It's a lot easier with a German accent, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> name I can say is Dick Telgo, because he was in the next match. <laughs> very good. I can say that. That's, it's easy for me. Um, it was a trio's match in, our, in the semi-made event. Um, Konsuke to, uh, to Shita on one side. Um, and Dick Telgo and Daisuke Suzaki, that's for the sent to be the story of it, was those two reuniting, um, the teacher and student. Um, and it, it was a fitting nod to DDC's history because it was a sort of 25th anniversary match, this one. I enjoyed the pedigree spot, you know, where Togo and Suzaki did a pedigree at the same time. Um, yes. And that was good, I <laughs> Yeah, obviously it was also nice to to see Takeshita back uh, in DDT. Um, hmm. <laughs> contrary to popular belief in the West, I do not want him to permanently move to America. No. Uh, but... <laughs> um, but it was, it was very sweet to to see him sort of back with his group and and get back into that groove. And obviously, right, um, Mao and and Togo uh, running it back. Uh, they had they had a match quite a while ago that was uh, quite interesting. That was also, I think, a part of it. Yeah, I think. Um, I say a while ago. I mean several years. Yeah, I think Dick Togo, your first exposure to him, New Japan, and. You sort of hate him, don't you? For good reason in New Japan. But then you <laughs> sort of, you then you realise he was in DDT for a long time and he's actually um he's actually got a good history in wrestling and he's um sort of the best of him came out in this sort in this match or not. Um he was talking about Takeshta. I'll get my uh, little gloating in. I've seen Takeshta live. He was over in the UK a couple of weeks ago. Um I saw him he wrestled Leon Slayer. Benny Live. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I, I was just joking because um, we we talked about Asuka before. I've seen her life. Yeah, <laughs> that's my claim to fame. That's really uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, and, and and I and I gave her flowers. Oh. But um, no, um, both of them came to my country and I saw neither. Ah, oh, shame on you! <laughs> well, out of the way, aren't you? You're down I, south, aren't you? Yeah, I was going to say. To be fair, Takeshita was at least. Up north, so he, he I have an excuse. He was 20 not to go minutes out. from my house, so I couldn't really. <laughs> I had no excuse. I oh, had to you, go. You oh, you got to that. Awesome. <laughs> As school was awesome. in London, I had things that week. I, wa I would have gone yeah. <laughs> if I could, but I just couldn't. Um, it's devastating. But like earlier in the month, I saw Minoru Suzuki, so yeah. I will. <laughs> there you go, there's, there's my. Uh, Good I, wrestler I've seen this year. You're going to Royal Quest. Awesome. That you can. That's not too bad for you in London, is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll be in uni, so I'll be on the other end of the country. But oh, right. I'm still going to go yeah. if I can. 
I've got an alarm set to make sure I get my tickets when they go up. Uh, today and tomorrow, I think. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so there was one match left on this DDT show, and we saved the best till last, because I think the main event was most certainly, uh, well, for me anyway, I don't, you might disagree, but the best match on the card. Um, I think it helps that I'm a massive fan of Higuchi. He's one of my favourites at the minute. Um, and this cemented him as the dominant champion in DDT. Um, it really controlled the match, I thought, and they played into uh, Endo's injury and the way because he was he went out with that concussion that he suffered uh, at Cyberfight from Nakajima. Um, they worked worked that in well with uh, a knockdown where he got um, clattered and he like sprung down to the mat and the referee was starting to count him out and it sort of looked like it happened again. Um, had you uh, invested into that and. Um, lots of big strikes and lariats and heavy uh, offence from Higuchi. Um, I don't know, I love this match, to be honest. Great match between, like, two wrestlers who... I mean, it was obvious that it was going to be a good match, just both, because both and uh, Higuchi are really damn good, but they, they really went above and beyond uh, to sort of... Go with the the hand that they were dealt with the the endo injury and and make something of it uh, by establishing uh, establishing uh, Higuchi as the the next big guy and uh, I really like that. Yeah, I mean Higuchi is he's he's a fantastic champion. I think obviously this is his first defense, so early days. But I mean I like obviously him and endo, so. That was always a combination I was going to be happy with because I like them both. Um, they went with the right choice having Higuchi win. I think putting this faith in him to have yeah. a run to that top guy is categorically the right thing to do because yeah. he's fantastic and just you know like you get to the main event, it's outcomes for challenger and all that, and then you know his music outcomes this ginormous man. He's got both his belts, got his massive flag which I love so much and. <laughs> You know, he just he feels like the top guy, the person to be, and that's really where he belongs. So, yeah, that's that was fantastic. Obviously, a very good match as well. I loved it. Uh, Gucci being a big boy plays into what I enjoy. So <laughs> that was very very nice from him. And obviously, Endo is fantastic as well. So all in all, very good. I loved it. I I preferred the mixed tag, but. Mm. It, it had aspirin, so that I was always gonna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think um, this is a match, and like I said before, because it seemed like the um, him winning the King of DDT tournament he was that was his coronation moment, but it never felt secure. And I think this match is what's gonna do it, and it cements him at the top. And he's got a match that he's second defense against Takeshita on the twenty fifth of September. Uh, yeah, I mean. I don't want to say it, but I think he's going to win. Uh, yeah. and no, they're, they're going to have to get to take the title to AEW. I would not go past them, to be honest, but I, I, I hope Higuchi wins, because then that's that's him set, isn't it? He's done, he's beat the two other big guys in the promotion. Yeah, yeah. That would really solidify him yeah. as, you know, that top person, like he belongs. And it's he sometimes get it with wrestlers where kind of that, chasing that rise to the title is so good and you know you just want that win and then once they get that win it kind of drops off a bit and 
just watching this match, I don't think that's going to be happening with Higuchi. Yeah. I think he's going to live up to that standard as a champion and keep carrying on his momentum. I think he's a wrestler that suits being a champion with his, his look and his style. I think he just suits yes, it. definitely. Um, and we forgot to mention earlier that um, Weno, his first title defence uh, is against Karen Awar from the UK. He's going over to uh, DDT. That's also on the 25th of September on the same show. Um, I'm really excited about this. I quite like Karen Awar. He's got um, he's a very unique wrestler. He, he comes out to um, the Swan Lake music and does... I think he's a former ballet dancer because he does sort of like a ballet pose and... Um, the big feathered um, peacock-looking robe behind him. Um, if you don't know who he is, I'd recommend his match against Pac from three years ago. It, it was after Pac came out of WWE and he was doing like his tour of the Indies when he was in Dragon Gate with the title. Um, they yeah. had a match in Riptide, which is down in Brighton. Um, it's fantastic. The camera work was very good for that. Was Riptide's big thing with because um, they used high grades cameras and that sort of thing. Um, and even if you just mm-hmm. watch the entrances, but the match itself is really good, and that give you that will give you a nice route into Karen Noir as he debuts in Noah uh, in Noah in DDT. That is DDT. would be fascinating, and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Noir versus Fujita. What? Well, that's the dream match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that is um, that's Wrestle Peter Pan. It was a good show, um, a long undercard, but all the big matches delivered uh, to at least a certain point, and it was all quite fun to watch. Um, do we have any other points from anywhere in uh, anything in Puro at all? There's been lots and lots going on. If there's anything else someone's seen, yeah, I think no. we've touched everything all my. Over usual places. Any anything else I could possibly talk about, I'm I'm not allowed to in order to keep the ocean cyclone show going. So <laughs> we, we, we spent everything I've got to say. Um as a last note then before we go, uh what do we think about night uh one night Wrestle Kingdom? Should have happened ages yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Fantastic, isn't it? Back to how it should have been. Okada main event, everything like Just... that. <laughs> just all I, I hope that all other promotions just follow suit and, and do the same thing yeah. right. oh. and cheering's on its way back isn't it I mean, Noah's announced that they've got cheering coming back so it's since slowly and surely we're getting back to where we want to be fantastic we'll be back to the good old days soon <laughs> yeah, so um, have we got either of you got anything to uh, to plug anything you've been doing I'll start with uh, obviously Kay you've uh, been on Noob Japan is there anything else Kay well, I'm currently starting uh, a blog for, for Dragon Gate translations. Lovely. <laughs> um, specifically, specifically like pamphlets and so mm. on. But uh, yeah, I, I'll re- I post uh, all updates uh, on my business Twitter account where you don't have to uh, listen to my rambling, um, which is at kfabequinn uh, with two N. Uh, so, you know, if you're interested in, in looking at translations of uh, Dragon Gate interviews and so on, maybe I'll, I'll do shows at some point too, um, then uh, check that out. I'll, I'll update that with that and all of my other work. Fantastic. Uh, ben? I have not been on Noob J- New Japan. I do not do translations. We need I... to get you on Noob Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do that, I imagine. Get Kevin but... on the phone. <laughs> 
Yes, I have his number. <laughs> That's a joke, I don't. I, I have an email, <laughs> I, can, I can email him here. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, not really much to plug. Uh, watch All Japan. Yes, watch there you go, that's my plug. Um, for myself, you can... Um, friends of uh, wrestling, the monthly pure wrestling magazine, I've got... I wrote about Toshita and Higuchi in that. Um, so you can order that at monthlypurewrestle.com. Uh, that's why I was so delighted that Higuchi won, because I wrote a piece about him being the king of DDT, and if he'd lost, it was all the, <laughs> the time that's gone over this out of date. So I'm oh, delighted that he won. <laughs> Um, my Twitter's jjohnson underscore 16 as well everything I do goes up on there you can hear my more extended thoughts on Cyrus matches now um, <laughs> so for wrestling you, you find this and all the other podcasts because we've got Noob Japan Light of Five and the Ocean Slight Clones show you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts and there's a new AEW podcast coming soon if you're um, inclined towards AEW um, you can follow the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrestle in it's a dollar a month and you get early access to all the podcasts as well as um, access to the exclusive Into the Wrestleverse that's the exclusive Patreon podcast once a week uh, and that's well worth your time uh, for a dollar a month um, so we'll be back next month um, Ben thank you for joining me Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you for joining me. And we hope to see you next month.